Welcome to the Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Vicini. We're presented by The Athletic. Today on the show, Matthew Penny is in the building. It is the day before the 2021 NBA draft. We are, what, like 24 hours away, right, Matt? Under. We're officially under at the time of this recording. Oh, boy. I am, uh, I'm, I'm ready for this process to be done. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. It's, it's been two years, like, nonstop of draft content nonstop of draft everything and it, it's you know it's a long time right matt you've done the work we've done the work we've talked about it ad nauseum i just i tweeted about my wife and i had a conversation downstairs and she couldn't believe that the day is finally here we've talked about it so much at length about prospects we like we don't like guys have fallen have risen and tomorrow it actually happens and it comes to fruition all of the hot takes we've generated here for the last calendar year how much osmosis like in terms of draft prospects has occurred with uh, your wife. Like how much does she know about the NBA draft now? Cause like Laura, uh, Laura like knows who Cade Cunningham is now. Yeah. Cade, Cade's up there. She knows the, the all-star team. She'll, she'll say sometimes like, who's the, who's the Oregon guy that's old. I'm like, I get it. Chris Duarte. Okay. Like we're, <laughs> we're close. Just, just plow, power through here for a couple more days. There's a few guys that she knows and watches enough college stuff during the season that she say, I like this guy, that guy. I like him. He shoots, but Love not, that. uh, not into the minutia that, that we really dive into here. Love it so much. Okay. So this podcast is going to be breaking down NBA draft uh, betting odds, basically. We're going to use BetMGM because, of course, we're going to use BetMGM, the sponsor, uh, the, the true number one betting sponsor of The Athletic. So BetMGM, you, you obviously know that some odds are different across sites. We're going to be using BetMGM. Just, you know, con- consider consider where you're betting, I would say. So wh- where do you want to start here? Like, should we just start with this conversation around the number one overall pick? Is is there still a remaining conversation, or have we kind of labeled that as more of a, a smokescreen thing at this point? Because even if I don't think Cade will not be the number one pick, even if it's traded, Cade's still going to be considered the first pick, right? I think that's where I'm at. Uh, Cade Cunningham is minus five thousand right now to be <laughs> not, the number one. Not, overall not, pick. not the not the. I'm not a huge gambler, but that doesn't seem like the best odds betting against him. If you have to bet fifty dollars to win one dollar. <laughs> that's that's betting against uh betting against rocky in the rocky movies yeah so like in my opinion Cade cunningham is gonna go number one overall do i know that that's not the bet like the bet is not is he gonna go number one to detroit it's is he going to go number one overall i think it's Correct. exceedingly likely he goes number one overall is there a world where maybe they move it i, I, I look there's been enough reporting out there where I do think that Detroit is has these prospects closer than what other people do. So we'll see. But we'll, he's wearing the Pistons hat and at least a photo, which I, I think is when you can cash your, your ticket here. Yeah, I, I think that he is by far the most likely outcome is that he goes number one and the Detroit Pistons are the team that takes him at number one. Beyond that, we'll see. Okay. Second overall pick, Jalen Green minus 400. The second favorite is Evan Mobley plus 350. Uh, and then Jalen Suggs is plus 900. I don't see a ton of value here. I do think Jalen Green is going to be the second overall pick. Uh, the only way that he wouldn't be, I think, is 
if Houston moves it, and I think they'd have to be blown away by an offer to move it. Because even in this process, we had heard, I think it was even before the lottery, before the ping pong balls kind of bounced against them, but still getting the second pick, that they did have a, a high interest level in Jalen Green, whether they were first or second. I don't see a scenario where Jalen Suggs is there at plus 900. If you want to take a stab at it with Evan Mobley at plus 350, maybe. But again, this is a a pretty clear-cut pick for me with Green at two. I tend to agree. Number three, Evan Mobley minus 275. I Honestly, like... I. I wouldn't bet it myself. And look, maybe we should be a little bit up front here. I tend not to make bets on draft odds. Uh, the only reason that I, I feel like <laughs> a little insider trading. Yeah. yeah, I feel a little bit weird about it, to be honest. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's a weird deal for me to bet on draft odds. Like, I can't actually shift marketplaces in terms of like draft odds, but like I kind of can a little bit. Uh, I, I would imagine that these. <laughs> well, isn't there isn't there a cap though? Too you can't bet like ten thousand dollars on this. I don't think, correct? Right, but like I'm just like worried that like these sports books. I'm sure they look at what I do. I'm sure they look at what Gavoni does. I'm sure they look at what KOC has, and I'm sure that you know they have their own sources within basketball. And it's probably like an approximation. Like even if I can like move the market a little bit, like the slightest amount, like I feel a little bit funky about it in terms of doing it. <laughs> you're you're torn. You're torn. You're, this is a, a moral dilemma that you have to go through. But it's uh, so far it's it's smooth sailing. We haven't got to the uh, the turning point yet where there'll be some actual discussion. So for people with their yeah. their pencils out making notes on this, the the drama will intensify as we get a little deeper here in the lottery yeah i think it's much i I like don't think those odds on mobile are bad like if you really are just like trying to you know get a like win that you feel good about i think mobile should be more like minus 400 here like I think he should be the extensive favorite to be the number three overall pick uh he should be you know, if, if Jalen Green is minus 400 to be the second overall pick, Evan Mobley should also be minus 400 sh- to be the it third It should be the same. Pick. Totally. Yeah. Totally agree with that. But we'll see. Uh, on, on draft night, number four, we've got Jalen Suggs minus 200. I would not bet this. <laughs> Real, really? Okay. I, I thought you would. I thought you'd say that it, it's been a, a market and, and we can get into smoke screens and that type of stuff later. There's been a lot of movement, but it seems like whoever does have that fourth pick, that Jalen Suggs is the perceived target anyway. Yeah. I, I, I would stay away from this because I've just So if heard, he's not, who's the guy? Scotty Barnes? I think that if someone gets picked, it's probably Scotty Barnes or Kamenga. I think it's definitely the most likely outcome that Jalen Suggs is the pick. I just don't love the value enough to where I would bet on this, uh, given like the fact that we, we feel – look, it's not just me. Everyone feels pretty good who does this, that the Raptors do not have quite as high of a grade on Jalen Suggs as what the public does, at least in terms of comparing them to someone like an Evan Mobley, right? Um like the Raptors have looked into guys like Scotty Barnes. They've looked into Jonathan Kaminga. Like they've gone down this process pretty substantially. I, I, I would stay away. 
is all I would say. Um, I, I think it's most likely that Jalen Suggs goes four. I don't. I, I would stay away from this though. I, I'm in on Suggs here. Uh, I feel confident enough that if it's not them or some other team, that he's still the guy. As much as Scotty Barnes has crashed the party of this top four draft, I you can't you can't unless there's something crazy we don't know about yet. I don't think you can pass on Jalen Suggs here. You can't do it. You can come up with red flags for other guys. Just the translatable stuff and the, and the way that he played at Gonzaga and the way I, I, I feel personally it fits the Raptors unless they're going to go all in and, and re-sign Kyle Lowry and, and go a different direction I, I'd still take Jalen Suggs here minus 200 not, not crazy odds but I, I would sign off on that yeah um, fifth overall pick Scotty Barnes is minus 250 Jonathan Kaminga plus 350 Jalen Suggs plus 450 James Booknight plus six fifty. Again, I would stay away from that. Uh, no, all of those numbers. Yeah, that one seems all over the place. I, I wouldn't feel completely comfortable with that one. Okay, so now now we're going to get into like over under draft props. Yes, yes, this is the, good stuff. These are the fun ones, I think. Yeah. So, in terms of props. Everything here on the website with BetMGM is out of order, which is a bit Which annoying. I love because I, I made my notes out of order, and it's fun because it's like this guy's projected 10th. He's projected 50th. What do you think? It, it keeps you fresh. Right. Okay. So let's just go alphabetically here, uh, or at least the order. Not alphabetically, just the order that this website has them in. Okay, good. Okay. Josh Giddy is the first one. Josh Giddy's over-under is 10.5. And remember... Under is him going 8, 9, 10. Over is him going 11, 12, 13. I, the under here is juiced to minus 200. I think it's very likely he goes in the top 10. And look, they're, I don't say smarter than, than us, smarter than you, but it, the way it's set up is that with Mem- that Memphis trade, it, it, I laughed because when it first came out, the, the varying reports of who they're targeting were like eight people. It's like, oh, they're targeting Franz Wagner. No, it's Book Knight. No, it's Moody. Actually, it's Josh Giddy. Giddy, I, I feel, could be the guy for them at 10. It, it's, do you feel comfortable enough to bet on that? The picks in front of them, I don't see Oklahoma City. I don't see Golden State that high. Maybe Orlando if they want to get funky. Sacramento, I, I can't see it with the, with the stuff in the backcourt they have with Halliburton and with De'Aaron Fox probably need a guy like Franz Wagner or somebody in the front court. Memphis is the the one you have to get over to make this bet. I, I think it'll go under. I would take under here because I I believe Memphis will take him at ten. So it's it's seven, eight, and ten. I think are the landing spots for Giddy. Um, I would be surprised by the Kings at nine. To be honest, I think I would go under. I, I feel pretty good about yep. under at this point. Alper and Shangun over under twelve and a half. Mm, tough. I would pretty comfortably go under on this. Wow. Comfortably under. Like, th- this will be one so, of my picks, probably. Like, actual, like, what I would bet on picks. Well, there's a chance that Sacramento goes nine. There's been some stuff with Orlando at eight. Potentially, maybe San Antonio at 12. Uh, I don't. So, wait. So, you're going under then? I am going under at 12 and a half. I, I think that he goes nine or 12 is where I'm at. So you're still there. If he, if he, uh, I, that's a fair bet. If, if I had to bet on every single one of them, I would go under to, to pull this back here a little. 
If he goes past 12, how long is the slide based on the, the teams that are still on the board? If he goes past 12, how long is the slide based on the teams on the board? I don't think he gets past the, those Oklahoma City picks. So to 16. 16 or 18. Yeah, yeah I, I would be surprised. Also, did this just like leave the board? Like, oh, that would be amazing if it did. we were talking. How, how'd that happen? Do you have some weird update on your uh, on your web browser here? Oh, something did just change. I have it in mind, it, too. No, it's still... Uh, what was the odds? No, it's it was, there. It's minus 135. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think it's just, okay. <laughs> I think yeah, it's just it, updating like the uh, like the the big board at Grand Central Station for what time the trains are rolling in. Yeah, it got juiced up a little bit as we were talking, the under. So, yeah, uh, it there. looks like it's going more toward there are more bets being placed on the under. Uh, yeah, I, I would go which, under which, on Chengdu. So, so, someone is listening then. If, if, if this is already <laughs> updating, they're, they're tapped in. This isn't even posted yet. How's this happening? But, yeah, I, I would go under too. Begrudgingly, but under. Do, do I, am, am I bugged? Is, is is my house bugged? It, it, it might be. It, it's I the did, point. In the, it's the point in the year. The draft. They're, they're the, the score sports folks do everything they can to get an advantage. Maybe this is the next one. They, they give you a really nice deal on a house in Australia. You're like this is great. A little under market value. Nice nook in here for my podcasting stuff, and it's bugged. Joke's on you. Yeah, I'm fucked. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Luca Garza. Over under fifty four and a half. So basically, like, is is Luca Garza going to get drafted somewhere in the top fifty four? I don't know. I I think it's like totally up for debate. Like, it, I would stay away from this. Basically, uh, I'm saying slightly under fifty four point five. I have him at fifty nine. That late, someone probably takes a swing. Hopes the college productivity finds a way to shine through over the lack of foot speed, perceived athleticism that he lacks. I uh, don't don't love it, but for the sake of the show i would go slightly under which is minus 110 at 54 and a half okay so Davion davion mitchell is next the over under is now 12 and a half uh i've been telling people for a while now um the 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 donovan or davion mitchell prop has been the market has just been bad so (laughs) yes and I, i have been getting people that i know to place some bets on this uh for themselves not for me i've like i've been telling people that duarte is or uh, davion mitchell is essentially the bet that i felt best about whenever it was i want to say it was eight and a half at one point like last week it was eight and and a half and you went over then i was telling people i think over is probably the best bet on the board at eight and a half and it's and it's moving now clearly yeah it's up to 12 and a half i still think over like i still like i think it's right now like i I think it's pretty close to what the number should be i still think i would go over though slightly over i don't think orlando takes another guard it indiana at at 13 makes sense it's it's people have mocked them there with davion mitchell i i have a question for you for the board the stock has taken a slide, and I have to ask this. Are, are we at, like, the 360-degree moment to an extent at this point in the draft process? A lot of guys are sort of ending back around where they were in the preseason, and for Davion, it's more than seemingly the organization decision-makers are throwing out years' worth of tapes and outweighing things based on individual workouts. Does that seem to be something that's starting to shine through a little bit? I mean, he was sixth. At least we, we thought it would be around, like, the sixth range a month ago and no see like did we I, forget the tournament do we forget he shot 40 percent from three even though it was a, a little bit of an anomaly 
I'm not even necessarily defending him, but just where is the these shifts coming from outside of one on one workouts and maybe some interviews? So I, I don't even know that that's true necessarily because a month ago I published that mock draft uh, right yeah. after the lottery was set, right, and I had uh, Davion Mitchell going number number thirteen a month ago, mm-hmm. so. It's more a function of who is picking there than it is a function of people not liking Davion Mitchell now, I think. Uh, You just look at the teams there. Golden State was like really the only one that was ever in the mix, I thought, for a smaller point guard. Like Orlando has all of Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Markel Fultz. Sacramento has De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, New Orleans back then, they just drafted Kyra Lewis last year. They have a Lonzo Ball situation and they want to be active in free agency for a point guard. Uh, Memphis has John Morant and Tyus Jones and DeAnthony Melton now, right? Uh, Charlotte has LaMelo Ball. I think that they should consider him. Uh, I'll be honest. I I don't know that they're going to. I haven't really gotten that as much uh, over the last week. But I think they should absolutely consider. San Antonio 12 has a million guards. I think is just the first spot that actually works, right? Probably. Maybe it's it's more that's the byproduct of the way it goes. And there's other guys we'll get to, I I think, that have jumped that don't necessarily – warrant that jump in in where they're kind of slaughtered at now and i love davion mitchell i don't think i would take him as high as as six or seven but for a week or or wherever you told your buddies to bet the other way it's it's moved four slots so it's it's going the the opposite direction of the way he wants it to that being said i'm I'm going over 12 and a half you you said it there's a chance for gold state at seven maybe he's available at 14 that team could take a bigger swing at at seven i I don't see him as a, a top six guy anymore yeah um okay trey man over under 24 and a half and then we'll take a commercial break after this one uh i think this number is tough uh, uh, yeah i i think i would lean over i have him right now at 22 on my mock but i think that there are more outcomes where he goes over than he goes under Correct. I'm going over 24 and a half. It gets dicey in that 20 range. It wouldn't surprise me to see him slide a little bit more. He's battling in the 20s with guys similar in, in some sense with Jaden Springer, Josh Primo, Bones Highland, Miles McBride a little bit. Even a guy like Quentin Grimes' name keeps popping up in conversations and in mock drafts. It's, it's a logjam of guys kind of in that slot, and I'd feel a little bit more safe taking him beyond 24.5. Yeah. I would feel safer that way. I don't think I would bet this given that it's juiced to minus 175. I think that it's not really a great number to bet on. The value, point. the value, even if you don't believe it, it's the, the under at plus 145. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. Okay, Penny, we're back, and next up on our list is Cam Thomas. I've been like even pretty clear in the mock drafts that I've written over the last like week. I really don't have a great feel for Cam Thomas's draft stock. Do you? I don't. I would lean the the line is under over under twenty two and a half. I like the under. I like to the Hawks, which seems to be a little bit of a, a trendy thing now across various platforms. He might be my dark horse to find his way in the teens. I obviously subscribe to the belief he's going to score it. Yeah. 
are there NBA teams that are going to overlook that he had 42 assists to 49 turnovers? Maybe. You need scoring guards. Good line, 22. It'd probably be in the, the late, late teens, the early 20s. I, I would feel comfortable doing that as opposed to betting on the opposite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, throughout this process, I have not been able to get a great feel for the teams that like like Cam Thomas. Like, uh, like let's just be kind of like upfront, right? I, I don't know that. You know, no, let's let's not be upfront. Um, I was gonna say like. <laughs> Start outing yeah, well, people. This team hates them. I talked to that scout. They like them, but they're drafting thirty-two. Well, no, it, it was more well, who's like thirty-two. It was more like whenever he pulled out of the combine, there were questions of like, "Oh, does he have a promise? Like, is he not going to work yes. out for anyone?" Yep. I mean, like that—that's what I'm talking about. And I just like—I don't think I buy that really. Uh, at the end of the day, I just would be surprised if that was the case. I'm. I can't get a feel for it. I'm just going to be totally upfront. I cannot get a feel for where Cam Thomas is going to go on draft night, so I would stay away. Under. Okay. Next up. Okay. So Isaiah Todd is next. Over under 37.5. Again, a weirdly handled draft process, it kind of feels like. Uh, the rumor about him only working out for lottery teams. <laughs> Well, that was the notes I had here. I said Isaiah Todd's going the lottery, so I'm taking way under 37.5. Yeah, lottery's I, over like 20, 20 plus picks before that. I, I don't. I, I'm staying away from this as well. I, I don't. I haven't been able to get a great feel for Isaiah Todd beyond. I have not gotten any evaluators that have told me they have a first round grade on him. I, that doesn't say that it doesn't only take one team, and apparently the agency feels very confident about where Isaiah Todd's going to go. So. And the the reports went from the G League. He did get better. NBA teams did like him, though. He showed yeah. more than I think they expected after the first game or two, especially that scrimmage. I, I remember it was like this <laughs> mixtape passed around that you couldn't get that wasn't available online, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, boy, I, I don't know how this is going to work. He got better. He's still 6'10", can still shoot it. I don't love him there. I have him at 41. I don't love having him there. I think you might be kind of similar in that range. I get it how he kind of fits what a, a modern big aspires to be. So if someone takes him there, great. But I, I don't know. I, I'd probably stay away from this one. Okay. Let, let's just kind of speed round through some of these uh, second round picks here. Rokas Yakubaitis over under 43.5. Yuan Begaran over under 44.5 Charles Bassey over under 45.5 David Johnson over under 47.5 Philip Petrashev over under 50.5 Vrenj Blamberg over under 52 and a half do you does do any of those numbers stand out to you uh Rokas I would I have it 42 I'd go under 43 and a half because didn't he just sign or, or resign so he could be a, a prime draft and stash type candidate uh, he did. Rokas Yakubaitis uh, signed with Barcelona next year, so he is a pretty good draft and stash candidate, from what I gather. But you know, we'll, we'll for we'll salary see. cap stricken teams, maybe a little bit. That makes sense. Late first, early second, just kind of write it off for a year or two. Uh, that was the only one of, of that kind of group. I mean, I, I'd say I know Charles Bassey has fans higher than forty five, so I would go under, even though I don't necessarily believe in it. Uh, those are the best. Uh, Rez, I'd say probably under 52.5. Great reports come out of those workouts, especially the group workout in Minnesota. But no no ones that I really want to plant my flag and say that's the one to bet on. Yeah. Um, 
Rokas, I think, would be the one. I would say under 43.5 for Rokas Yakubaitis. Uh, if I was doing any of these, that would be the one. Bassi, I think, is like a total toss-up. Begarant is a total toss-up, although I think I would lean under on his as well if you made me pick. Uh, David Johnson, total toss-up to me. Philip Petrashev probably would lean under I, I, like all of these euro guys i think i would lean under if only because we don't know who is going to have those picks because so many teams in the top 45 have multiple picks there are a lot of stash opportunities right now now will they be able to trade those picks or will they have to stash I, i'm not really sure yet to be honest yeah it, it's it's definitely a gray area but for uh uh, at least for for Vrez and for Rokas, I would I'd go under there. Yeah. Okay. Usman Garuba is our next fun one. Uh, over yes. under sixteen point five. I am going over. Seems to be yo-yoing kind of in the that teens range. I'm going over sixteen and a half based on the latest intel with chance that Oklahoma City plays spoiler at sixteen and probably precisely the reason the line is sixteen and a half. Yeah. Seems to have gotten pretty positive pub after the, the scrimmage with Team USA, and people said he, he looked like he belonged out there. He could switch on wings, the post, guard, point guards a little bit, riding that wave a little bit into the draft. Uh, Oklahoma City is the, the one team that I would think could, could take him before that 16.5. Yeah, Oklahoma City is a good one. I've seen a couple people have Washington. I don't know that I buy that. I think they need more of a wing. Yeah, um, I mean, like, if the Pacers move one of their centers, like, maybe if San Antonio, like, if, like, Josh Giddy and Shingoon and those guys are off the board, like, you might be able to sell me on that. I- I'm not... Probably not Golden State, though, with, with what they have currently, correct? Probably not. I, I, I'm going to stay away from this. I think I agree with you that if I was betting, I would just take the one. It's minus 130 on the over 16 and a half. I would live with it and take the over. But I, again, that's a borderline one for me that I would be more inclined to stay away from. Can we do the sports book move? Can we like buy a point? Can we buy like a spot? We I don't think you can buy points. <laughs> in, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to work the sponsors here. That's all. Love it. Uh, okay, Sharif Cooper over under twenty two and a half. Mm, I went over. I think I agree with you. Close, but over. I, I don't would know if he gets past the double Houston's. Yeah, so it, I would imagine that's why it's twenty two and a half because the Houston <laughs> yeah. picks are next. Right. Does he go? We'll before just the say Houston the picks, picks before before and after before we do this. Yes. Yeah, uh, the Houston picks I think are like widely available in trades at this point. Uh, Sharif Cooper over under twenty two and a half is the over is juiced to minus one fifty. I would go over again. I, I don't think I would bet this one. No, it, it's. Is that the whole thing? Like all, all these are, are super close. None of these are out of whack. These guys have, have clearly done their homework and, and put uh, the right information out there. Uh, uh, we're, we're getting there. Uh, my, okay. my, right. Deuce McBride is next. Deuce McBride is over under twenty nine and a half. I would bet under here. I went under. Yeah, sneaks in as a late first round guy. I, I think he's. I think he's going to be a late first round guy. This this would be one of the things on my uh, on my bet slip. Uh, I, I would go a little bit less confident than I am in Shangoon's under and Donovan Mitchell's over. Or Don, God, Davion Mitchell's over. Um, <laughs> he wishes. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's where I'm at at this point on Deuce. I think he goes in the first round, and I think he goes, you know, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25. I mean, all of those teams need point guards. Uh, 24 and 23 is available. The Knicks could use a point guard. I, I think he goes on. There are just too many teams. There are too many, like, spots where he could fall in there. And, and twist kind of uh, okay does Tibbs take him at, at 21 with the Knicks they like his toughness does Houston take him one of those two they need a little bit of scoring and something else in the backcourt if if they go Jalen Green too and they need another guard uh, Clippers could use it on a score there like you said Denver is targeting bigger scores some wings some guards I don't think Brooklyn does but then you're uh, you're, you're kind of getting creeping up to that 29 and a half range there yeah uh, okay BJ Boston over under 37.5 Mm. I'm going to take a shot and take the under. I think I would, too. It's, it's, it seems to be quiet out there on him. One-time top-five guy. Never thought we'd be talking about him as a second-round pick, but this is the life. This is where we are. Will a team in the early 30s dig into more of that Sierra Canyon tape and EYBL tape and, and think they have a steal? I see – I have no insider info on any of this stuff, but you see Sam Presti has two picks at 35 and 36. Do you take a shot on a high school kid and you don't have to win right now and – Hope it works out, and if not, you still have a hundred other picks. Maybe that those are those picks being there is why I kind of slanted more toward taking the under. I don't know why I say under. I just kind of have a feel that it's under. I think there are teams at the top of that second round that might be willing to just take a shot on his length and his potential. I, I don't feel awesome about it, but you know, I, I wouldn't bet it. But I like it enough to go for it. Yeah, with you. Okay, Io DeSumo, 26 and a half over under. This is juiced dead equally. I think this is dead on. <laughs> I think this number is. <laughs> he will go with a 26 and a half pick in the NBA draft. Yep, I think this number is dead on. Uh, I don't know, like, if he goes necessarily. Like, I think the Clippers is a possibility. I, I, maybe the Lakers at 22, like, outside. Um, I think maybe. Uh, you know the Nets at 27 I think maybe the Jazz at 30 it's just like I think all of those spots there are right in the mix for DeSumo and right after too with with Philadelphia at 28 Phoenix at 29 so that would be the over I went slightly over with this one I don't don't think he's quite there but it's it's a good line yeah Uh, okay James Booknight over under six and a half oh saucy one I'm going over yeah, th- this was another one that I clued some people onto early. Uh, he was at nine and a half last Thursday, and yeah, I was like, okay, you guys should probably bet under on this because it's. I-, I think it's going that way. Um, six and a half is minus one forty five for the under. You did you say under? No, I went uh, for Bookman. I went slightly over. I, I think seven to to Golden State. Okay, I buy that. Like, I think that's I, a very I, I, real possibility. Yeah, it's Th- this is this is priced properly out, now. Like, if one through four plays out with Cunningham, Green, Mobley, Suggs, then you're kind of betting against. You're betting on the Kaminga slide if you go under. Yeah, this that, is that's more of the bet for me. Yeah, th- this is priced properly. I think. I would not bet it now. Uh, I hope you guys got in on it early uh, when it was like nine and a half. <laughs> yeah. Josh Primo over under 27 and a half. I know which direction you're going. Oh. <laughs> I got to the hype trains left the station. I'm not jumping off now. This is a bet with your heart, not your head. Way under 27 and a half. 
I actually, in, in all seriousness, I think it's actually placed pretty well too. Uh, he's going to be in that twenty-four to thirty ranges. Is, is would be my guesstimation on him. Yeah, I would go under as well. I think it's going that direction. Uh, this would be one that I would pretty strongly consider betting on. All right, you're on. I love it. I'm, I'm not on the hype train in terms of like yeah, buying yeah, into off. it myself, but I'm. I buy into enough teams being on the hype train to where I buy it. You you buy into teams buying into it, but you're not personally buying yet. Yeah. Okay. Day Ron Sharp over under twenty nine point five. Under. I can't see him. It's it's one of these traveled rumors of of him in the the late twenties, but I don't see him getting by Brooklyn twenty seven. Uh, who else is right there for him? Twenty nine and a half. Philadelphia probably no. Brooklyn. I, my guess would be that twenty four to to twenty eight range, but I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. I think this is going to be one of my. What? It feels like everyone has come around on Daron Sharp over the last week. Yes, and have him as a first round guy now. I don't know that I. I, I just haven't heard it enough, like from actual teams yet. Uh, it feels like one of those things where, oh, the workout videos of him looking skinny and shooting have gone around, whereas I'm not real sure yet. Looks awesome, though. Everyone looks awesome in videos, I get it. But he, he does look good. Looks thinner. I always thought he moved well. I always thought he had really good feet anyway. And now his body, his frame is a, a little bit leaner. He was kind of paired with Jeremiah Robinson Earl from Villanova. It's kind of 1-2, two, 2-1. Two, it seems at least forward-facing that those two guys have flipped positions in terms of draft stock the last week or two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just haven't gotten enough from teams on chart to where I feel confident with him going in the first round. He might. Like, he genuinely really might. Like, people might be trying to, like, sneak him in under the radar. I think that's totally plausible. I just haven't heard enough about it, you know? Yep. Sure. Okay. Uh, Aaron Henry over under 44.5. You go. You're up. You got to flip the coin first. Okay. I'm going to say over on this. As well. I will also be over. Yeah. Um, I would consider betting on this. Hmm. I liked Aaron Henry at Michigan State. I did. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't think the, the stock has taken off like they thought. He's kind of the, uh, the fringe first round guy. Wasn't as good as they hoped that at the combine and, and those type of things. Maybe he can piece it together, but I would just feel better betting that that over and then he figures it out once he makes a roster hey so funny story uh remember how we earlier in this podcast did alper and shangun at over under 12 and a half i do uh it is now over under 11 and a half oh (laughs) the line has moved since we've been talking (laughs) while you're keeping up i so wait i had wait so it's 11 and a half now okay I, I had under at 12. I, I would totally stay away from Shangun and 11 and a half. Now we're out. Yeah. yeah. But one, uh, 12 and a half, I think I would bet it. He's rising up draft boards without anything happening. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, the, draft hap- the draft happens in 24 hours. I know stuff's happening. I know people in New York, they have the war rooms to figure it out. But. Well, no, it's, it's more the- that the, the reason he came up late was because he, start, he started doing workouts late. Like He started doing workouts like two weeks ago is why. Yeah, but it's been two weeks ago. We have, we have plenty of film. I know he's been into places and, and measured and worked out, and, and guys have eyes on him. The the real reason the line shift is that people are putting money on the other way, probably more so than yeah. they get some bet MGM, got some report about a, a workout going positively. But it does show you how, how quickly things change. Okay, Isaiah Jackson's up next, 20 and a half. I'm going under. 
one time semi locked in the mid teens a month ago. Now back to where he sort of declared. Uh, I don't. I don't love it. I don't feel as passionately as you do that it's going to go way over. We disagree. I'm Good. going over on this one. Uh, over twenty point five. I never really have gotten the Isaiah Jackson hype all that much. Like if you look at the draft guide, I have Isaiah Jackson, I think at like 27 or so on my board. Uh, let me, yeah, the number's 26. I, I just, I, I never really got it with him as much as I wanted to. I get the rim running and the uh, potential shot blocking, but I think that like he might be trying to sell himself as a shooter and I don't think he's really ever going to shoot it. I, yeah, I, I, I have just, a 24. I, we've talked about this at length. I mean, we talked about the night he declared. That was the first thing we started to pod about. And we said that, that his camp, his, his agent, and his family, they wanted a, a guaranteed lock in the lottery for him to stay in. He stayed in about two weeks later, and we kind of collectively said, huh, maybe he does have something. It all focused around us. Is he going to be able to shoot? I think he shot single-digit three-pointers this year. The run-and-jump stuff's there, but is he more of a, a backup type of energy big? And if so, you don't you don't take that guy in the 20s. Other teams may value that more than, than you and I. Personally, yeah. I, I would take over just the, the betting money I would say under. Yep, I agree. Okay, uh, Franz Wagner's over-under is now 7.5. Fuck. Okay, I had under 9.5. Uh, 7.5 changes things for me. Yeah. 7.5. So we're saying, looking at the board, man. So we're saying golden... Oof. Basically, is Golden State going to take? I know, and I'm I'm staring at it. I'm staring at the Golden State logo right now. I think that what what moved this line was Franz refusing to answer a question yesterday about if he had worked out for Golden State or not. Don't say anything, uh, man. I think it's stay away at this point. To, to have it move two spots and and us starting here. I mean, all I've heard is that teams on the fence have come around to him despite the the jump shot concerns. It's not. The sexiest pick, and that seems to not matter as much for a guy that's six foot nine and a multi-positional defender. Great offensive feel, knowing when to be laser focused on picking his spots. Uh, if this happens again, this is Jonathan Kaminga is is messing with our odds here because uh, you're betting on Kaminga sliding if, if you get front seven. I think I would still go over. I don't think I feel like amazing about it. But I would still go over here. You're essentially giving yourself, I think at least, only – I mean, look, do we know that Oklahoma City isn't in on Wagner, by the way? No idea. No idea. No. Like That's the thing. Like I was having a conversation with John Hollinger yesterday, and – what we brought up, like, and this is total speculation. This is not based on like anything that we know. You know, I, I brought up the idea of wait, Oklahoma, or he brought up the idea that Oklahoma City tends to shut guys down, right? Not have like say like, hey, we'll take you, like, don't work out. The only guy that like we have real questions about in the pre-draft process in terms of the way that it's worked among guys that like are top ten picks or Wagner. Or is Wagner, and shut, and, and shut down the combine thing early, too. He's one of the yes. first guys, if not the first, say he wasn't going. Which has thrown me a little bit on the whole process with Wagner. Um, since the, the whole Franz Wagner pre-draft process has been very strange, and I can't wrap my head around what the deal is there. What are you doing? Yeah, it's it's. it's oh no, no, I uh, I think it's, it's very clear that they have a sense of what they're doing. I just don't know what sure, it is. Sure. You know what I mean? If you're... 
if you're Oklahoma City at six, you also have currently sixteen. Then in the second round, early second round, you have thirty-five and thirty-six. As much as I like Franz, and I'm I'm higher on him than than you, and most places have kind of bumped him up now. He seems to be this consensus top seven-ish guy. I would I'd try something crazier. I think there than than go with the safer play. I'll go safer at sixteen. Yeah. I'll go safer at thirty-five, thirty-six. I, I would I would stay away from this number. I think is where I'm at at this point. The whole process has just been a little bit too weird for me. I can't quit Jonathan Kaminga. I can't do it. I, I see him sliding, <laughs> and every pick he's going down, I can't quit him. Okay, uh, Moses Moody, eleven and a half. I went under on Young Moses, eleven and a half. I also went under on Moses at eleven and a half. I think he would be in the mix for all of Golden State at seven, Orlando at eight, uh, Memphis at ten, and Charlotte at eleven. Right. Maybe Orlando falls in love with another yeah. wing with a seven foot wingspan. I, yeah. I like this one actually. This is this is the one that I thought I felt good about. That under eleven and a half seemed that number seems high. I think that number still seems a bit high. I agree. Uh, Zaire Williams over under 18.5. Begrudgingly, I went under 18.5. I also went under 18.5. We got to talk about him, though, because he's a, another guy that sort of got a hand wave after just okay game tape, frankly. And uh, you need to help me understand why he has this late surge where everywhere he's he's middle of the first round. I said under 18.5. We were two weeks ago saying he's in the – late 20s never a second round guy but more of a an upside swing you take at, at 25 i think it's just always been the upside he is a real upside guy because of the way that he moves the way that he gets to his pull-up game the way that he can drive uh the way that he is accountable defensively he's an elite level character kid like there, there's just a lot out there i think that makes sense for him yeah i just didn't I wanted to buy it. I, I liked the the skill set coming out of high school. Just I didn't totally buy the jumper from distance during the season. Athleticism was good when he wasn't bumped, when he had a, a fast break. Was worried about the strength, worried a little bit about lateral stuff. Uh, I liked it when he played point guard some at, at CR Canyon, but I'm I'm not as I'm just not as high as the consensus seems to be with him right now. Yeah, I that get it. Said, I, will, I, will, I will bet the under. <laughs> I think someone's just going to take him. Like one of these Correct. two Oklahoma yeah. City picks. For this exercise. Yeah. Like I think someone's just going to take him at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah. and just hope it works. Uh, like Oklahoma City has three first round picks. They can take a flyer on just super upside guy. Anyone. Right. Yes. Okay. But hold on. If, if, but, but if they take him 18, though. I feel better. If you're Oklahoma City, if you're taking Wagner at 6 and then you want to take him at 18, okay. But I don't think you can take two crazy swings at those two picks, even though you're rebuilding. Is Book Knight a crazy swing, though? No, I, I said if they took Wagner. If Oklahoma City takes Wagner at 6 and then you want to take Zaire Williams 16, sure. fine. A- 18, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jaden Springer over under 12 or over under 22 and a half. I'm sorry. I uh, went over. 22 and a half memphis was in that range prior to the trade is that correct under yeah yeah so i i think there was kind of some rumbling there at his age i could see the rockets at at 23 or 24 can't get around for under 22 and a half seems high i would just stay away from this i, I don't know what to do with springer yet i have him at 21 right now to the knicks i think that makes sense i think the lakers at 22 makes sense i think that the rockets at 23 and 24 um the knicks have 19 as well the hawks have 20 
this is the range i think for Jaden springer basically yeah lakers at 22 could be the the spoiler for for this bet okay kai jones over under 15.5 i like this one as a conversation point i took under 15.5 don't feel great about it don't feel great about the under but that would be my bet okay so we disagree i'm going over here by how many roughly it could just be like 0.5 in my opinion okay um like it, it could like he could just go oklahoma city at 16 but i think the, the key with these is just like finding the outs right so we don't think kai jones goes like nine right i don't know not okay. sacramento i you probably start at 11 11 12 right i, I think 11 not 14, probably not 13 11 is where it starts do we think that he, he doesn't really fit with anything San Antonio's taken in the past. So I would be surprised by San Antonio at 12. But you wouldn't be surprised with Charlotte at 11 with, the, with what they have. Yeah, I've just heard that enough. Like, you know, I, I wrote run, it in run full, run full court. Run full court as fast as you can. We're going to throw you a baseball pass. Dunk it. Because you right. did it all season at Texas. Right. Uh, 13, the Pacers. They have three centers on their roster that have – like have significant capital invested in them by the Pacers. Uh, the Warriors at 14, I do not see that as a likely thing. Uh, the Wizards at 15, I don't really see that as likely because I think that they no, have not. like Daniel Gafford already and they have Thomas Bryant and they probably want to bring in more of like a vet center than Kai Jones. So really, I think you've got like one, maybe two outs to go top 15 with Kai Jones, unless someone moves up, and Washington, depending on whatever the Bradley Beal situation is there too, that could maybe take a wing, take a guard, some type of contingency guy. Maybe I don't know if the contingency would be Kai Jones. Yeah, I agree with that totally. So I would say that my 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 take would be over. I don't know that I would bet on this though, because there's just enough smoke out there about the Charlotte thing to right. where I might be wrong. There's smoke. Maybe put up a sports book, but there's smoke. Okay. Uh, some second rounders here. Quentin Grimes, 32 and a half. Josh Christopher, 33 and a half. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, 39 and a half. Jason Preston, 41 and a half. Greg Brown, 45 and a half. Nimi Kata, 47 and a half. Jericho Sims, 48 and a half. Isaiah Livers, 52 and a half. Matthew Hurt, 53 and a half. McKinley Wright, 58 and a half. Let's, let's start there, and then we'll go to these next few after that. Going under Jeremiah Robinson Earl, 39 and a half. Okay. Why? There's multiple teams late in the first. They're, they're taking looks at them, longer looks, second looks. Makes sense for a contender. If you want a guy that, that's mature for his age or a young team looking for kind of a character guy, okay measurements, performance at the combine. That's why he slid a little bit. I don't know if he goes past 39. Just just looking who's there on the board. It, it, he could go Philadelphia 28, Phoenix 29. I don't know if Utah takes him. Then early in the second, there's those teams kind of double back a little bit. Uh, I don't know if the slide's going to be a, as deep as that. Yeah, I, I think the number here is right for Quentin Grimes. I think he could be a late first. I think he could be early second. Josh Christopher, I think number's close. Uh, you know, could easily he could go like way over that. I think, but like like if I was if we were able to like points bet this, uh, I might points bet the over on Christopher because I think there is like a chance that it could go weird somehow. But I think he's. I, I would stay away from this regardless. Um, yes. Robinson Earl, I think I would lean under. I don't have a great feel for it. I think my favorite out of all of these right now is under on Jason Preston. 
under forty one point five. Go on. I I don't know that I would bet this, but I just think there are enough teams that really like him. He's a polarizing guy. Some teams just don't believe in it because they don't believe in the athleticism, like handle shooting combination. But some teams just really love the feel and think it's going to work. I think some team would probably take him under the 41st pick or like trade up to get him. Mm, yeah. Second round is always a, a little bit of a crapshoot to do with the, the structure of contracts and two-way deals and guaranteeing money. I went over 41 and a half. I have him at 46. I think you're you're closer around that place, but I, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule out somebody to trade up a little bit in the second and get him and, and see if it works. Okay, uh, Greg Brown, 45 and a half. I don't know. Nimi Keita, 47 and a half. I don't know. Jericho Sims, 48 and a half. Part of me wants to lean under there, but I don't have a great feel for that. I went under. Uh, people will remember the combine. People got to remember the, the clips from that clutch pro day where he's catching alley-oops and looking down at the rim. Yeah. This is the, the new five, new type of five you can get for second-round money, and you don't have to take in the first round. If he slides beyond that, I think outside of even the, this exercise we're doing, it's really good value if you that guy's in the 50s. So because of that, I'm going under 48 and a half. My, I think my actual favorite one, I like the Preston one. I don't know that I would bet on it. I think I would bet on Isaiah Livers under 52 and a half. Okay. I, I like Isaiah Livers, and so there's this also late boost for him. I, I had over 52 and a half, but like the shooting, been drawn to it for a long time. Yeah, I just kind of think someone takes him and is like, okay, he's a great shooter. We'll make it work. Yeah, I could get on board with that. Okay. Uh, Matthew Hurt, you know, 53 and a half. I don't know. McKinley Wright, 58 and a half. So basically getting drafted. Uh, honestly, that's juice to under 58 and a half plus 155. Th- that's not bad. Like the juice being what it is there is not bad to me. For McKinley, I went over 58 and a half. Yeah. Maybe 59, maybe it's 60. Like probably, did, I don't say deserves to be drafted. He, he's. It's not like he's way off the board. It's not like he's somebody that's going to be the 70s and lines 58 and a half. It, that also feels appropriately placed to me. Right. Okay. Um, Joe Wieskamp, 42 and a half. Uh, well, let's take a quick commercial break before we get into this like, last home stretch here. Okay, and we're back. So Joe Wieskamp is up. Joe Wieskamp's over-under is 42.5. I'm going under, and I also want to spin off here. Did we miss on him during the year? I, I know I know you had in the 40s. I, I, I know that. We've, we've talked about that. But he seems like this underappreciated draft prospect this college season at 6'6", long arms, movement shooter, hit 49% of the field, 46% from three. Our mutual friend said something along the lines of, he's Corey Kisper without the brand. And you can get him in the, the early 40s. I, I like him. The more I, I go back and watch him, I don't know if I'm taking the first round. I'm definitely taking before 42. Yeah, I would go under here. I would consider betting this. I don't know that I quite like it as much as Livers under 52 and a half, but I would very strongly consider betting this that Wieskamp goes in the top 40. Yeah, I'd feel comfortable there too. Uh, Joel Ayayi at 40 and a half. Seems super quiet during free draft going under 40 and a half this is a, a total dart throw for me yeah i would stay away from this I, I go over but this is not one that i feel strongly about no feel 
Okay, uh, Herb Jones, 42.5. Under there. Yeah, there's some world he, he gets into like the last pick or two in the first round. That's as hot takey as I'll get with that. Yeah, I agree, and I don't really see a world where he I, – I see a world where he doesn't go in the top 40, but I would be very surprised by it. Yeah, okay, that, that would be one of them. That I'll, that would uh that, that'll make the tweet for uh make fun of me if this one's wrong but under yeah. forty two and a half okay J T Thor thirty one point five also a great line I'm gonna go slightly over thirty one and a half not by much maybe pick or two I think I would go I would lean over there as well if there's gonna be like a first round surprise I think he's a good candidate to be the surprise pick how high range for the surprise twenties like somewhere in the twenties mm. so is he the is he the Jalen Smith of this draft where Jalen Smith went 11 to the Suns? 9th, 11? I don't know. It was it was early. Where, yeah, 10, I believe. So I just danced around it. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that one was happening. Is that the guy that you'll be like, you'll yell, but you're kind of prepared for it? Yeah, I'm pretty prepared. I was not prepared for Jalen Smith going 10 last year. I thought that was like fucking wild that made (laughs) that that made no sense at any point like if you you take a guy that i have at 42 at like 26 you know i I, it's not what i would do but i understand it like that tier is so fluid in every draft that it's easy to make a case for it if you Mm -hmm. take a guy that i have at like 35 at 10 i I don't I, i can't even like fathom how that happened yeah you like what you like that was a that was a big jump yeah, JT Thor. Um, I, he is kind of in that thirty range from everything I've gathered. So it wouldn't be a, a total like blow if somehow he ends up at seventeen. I wouldn't be knocked off my seat. But th- that's a guy that I kind of tagged as. It, it's not a hot take because this is everywhere. He could rise just because of the tools and the size and get a little bit bigger and what he do off the dribble and shoot. You see it. That passes the eye test. Okay, we're gonna finish up here with four first rounders. Corey Kispert over under 13.5 under I think I would go under and I think I would stay away from it yeah I'm going under I feel, I feel okay under there not yeah okay, you noted earlier find the outs there's hey, he's not going I think there's so I think all of, of 10 to yeah. 13 I think all of 11 12 13 are outs there correct yeah so I, I would I'm going to go under. I don't think he gets beyond 15. There's almost no way he gets beyond 17. I think this is priced appropriately. Um, I would I would stay away. Yep. Okay. I'm going to save one of these for. I'm going to save the third to last one for last. Uh, <laughs> Keon Johnson over under 12 and a half. I would absolutely bet over here, and I would um, do it pretty confidently. Yeah, way in, way in on the over. I thought that was a pretty um, a pretty clear cut for me. Was was seventh uh, a month or two ago, but seems to have been sliding. And I, I don't know where he even lands. I'm not saying he lands out of the first round or anything crazy like that. But I don't, I don't know the team where sometimes you see a guy and you say, "Oh, he's not going past Washington at 15." I don't know yeah. who doesn't pass. That I agree with. I, I don't know where the like soft landing spot is, and. The outs, I can't really figure out the outs with him. Like, I think I saw a report like maybe San Antonio like thought he looked good in a pre-draft. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if I don't know if that's true. If he did look good, 
but I think I saw a report like that. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard Orlando was interested like early on, but I don't, I don't know that I buy that. Like I, I would, but you're, ta- but you're not taking them eighth. Yeah. There, there are more outs after 12 than, uh, before 12. Yeah. The, the over, the over plays. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris Duarte over under 15 and a half. I can't believe I'm saying this under 15 and a half for Chris Duarte. I agree. This is another one that he was at. He was at like 20 and a half a week ago. And I told people that I would be surprised if he got past, um, if he got down to 21. Like I'd be oh, I, I, I have it. I have it queued up. He was in the 40s. We were yelling about this on March 2nd saying this is crazy. I also think 15 is crazy, but 40 was crazier. Yeah, no, th- this was this was one that I hope people jumped on because, uh, yeah, th- there was real significant value there if you were able to do it. Um, okay, the the last one uh, in terms of fifteen and a half, I I think I would probably do. I, I don't for, know that I love it. Yeah, I think that he would be on my card still at fifteen and a half. But it, like he'd be like low end of it. I think this is. I think he is now priced appropriately. Mm, yeah, uh, fourteen fifty, and uh, I wouldn't bet going past Golden State and Washington. Yeah. Okay. The last one is Jalen Johnson at fourteen and a half. I'm going over. I. Yeah. This is um. This is one that I yeah feel very good about. Very good. This is one I wouldn't touch. Oh really? You you would not. You would not uh, – you think he has a chance to go like 12, 13, 14? I do. I do. Somebody's going to buy buy everything he's done before, buy the workout stuff, see the clips at Duke of him playing the open court, facilitating a little bit, getting up and down. They'll say the shot isn't that bad, can rebound a little bit, can defend, can switch. I I, I wouldn't touch it. I think it's over 14 and a half, but there's a, there's a world where he goes in the lottery somewhere. Who are the outs? Does he go? Does Charlotte take him at eleven? I'd be surprised. It's like well, they, they it's, have, it's that it's that ten to. I don't. I don't know if Memphis makes the move to ten no, to draft him. No, it's it's eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It's fourteen and a half. So you're talking Charlotte, San Antonio, Indiana, Golden State. Okay, San Antonio, I think is an out for sure. I, I don't really agree with Charlotte just because. Do we think that like Michael Jordan, Mitch Kupchak, et cetera, are going to take a Duke guy that like <laughs> I don't know, just like stop the ball, season the guy who's da- the guy whose dad said he could beat you one on one? They did That's worked out point. rookie of the year. That's yeah. a good point. Think, crazy, crazy things happen in the draft. That's we we were texting earlier about kind of the the Michael Jordan draft archetype of four year college seniors or college all Americans. I, I know it bucks conventional wisdom based on what they've done, but could see it. Yeah, the street plenty of scouting opportunities could see it. Wouldn't, I, mean, they, I wouldn't do it, but I can see it. They already have PJ Washington and Miles Bridges is like these combo big like forward yeah. types. They have Lamelo Ball, who you always want the ball in his hands in transition, and he's a great like grab and go rebounder. I I don't know where the fit is there in terms of Jalen Johnson. Uh, number twelve, I think is a legit out. I think thirteen's a legit out. Uh, I'd be surprised by 14. Be surprised by 14, but also depending on what they do at 7. If they somehow take Jonathan Kaminga at 7, I don't think you take him at 14. I, I just would be surprised by them taking him 
at the end of the day. Like even if they take Franz Wagner at seven, I would be surprised by them taking him. So I think there are like two outs. Like my calculus is there are two outs for Jalen Johnson there. Um, I, I just don't, there are way more outs the other direction. I think. Uh, Yeah. I want to be clear. I, I, he's, he's over 14.5 for me, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be blown away if he's somehow in that 10 to 14 range. Would you be surprised if he's on the board at pick 23? Also, no. Yeah. No. The widest range guy. Well, him and Keon Johnson can wrestle about it. Yeah. But those those are the two that I, I guess what I'm looking at, just kind of scrolling quickly, that, that have. Tell me they're 10th. Tell me they're 25th. I wouldn't wouldn't fight you over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just in terms of outs, like I would go Jalen Johnson. Um, I, I would bet Jalen Johnson over here. Uh, I think it's much more appropriately priced than where it was. This was another one that was like way high at one point. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of appropriately pricing this, I, st- I still think, put it this way, if he was over 17 and a half, would you say over or under? Uh, well, we just said 14 and a half. So what picks did I just get back? So I just got back Washington. Yep. Oklahoma City and New Orleans. So Washington I, just took Rui and Denny in back-to-back drafts. I don't see that. 16 is yep. Oklahoma City, which is like, you know, possible. They could go yeah, upside could for happen. sure. And then the Pelicans have both Ingram and Zion Williamson. I'd be surprised if they took Jalen Johnson. Right. We're, we're also working in a world right now where trades haven't happened either, which could shift on draft night. Yes, for sure. For that, I... I mm. You'd still probably take over, right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, have to. Don't know what Sam Presti's doing with with those picks. I, I feel like they're gonna go toward the the younger route, but I'd, I'd still feel comfortable going over. I think the, if you said if you said like the Knicks or the turn at nineteen, that would start right. to get hard. Atlanta right. at twenty, and the Knicks at twenty one. Yeah, I think the appropriate pricing would be in the range of seventeen and a half or eighteen and a half, not fourteen right. and a half. Well, maybe it moves your your apartment. Your house is bugged. Oh. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> this may be different about 12 hours when you post it. Okay. Penny, we've been doing this now for an hour and five minutes. Mm. How do you feel about this? Where, where are we at here? I feel great. We're, we're always like a little bit too aligned, but there are enough that we swayed away from yeah. each other. I think I have my, my, I think I have my five that I, I feel good about. Keon being over, Duarte being under, uh, our boy Rokas being under. There's a couple others that I'll, I'll have to double back on. Primo, you a like a lot. Uh, yeah, I have to. You have to run through guys. Uh, but the they, brand look, is strong for Matt Penny. The, <laughs> the brand is very strong, but the the sports books always know. It's as gamblers understand. There's there's nothing quite like watching a game and, and watching a, a meaningless layup or not layup swing uh, an enormous amount of money. And it's similar in the draft with this half point that I can't buy on sixty and a half to get to seventeen and a half. Okay, my picks, uh, I would still have Davion Mitchell over 12 and a half. Alper and Shangoon, uh, we would have placed the bet under 12 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, all right, we'll, we'll count it. Our board counts it. Miles McBride under 29 and a half. Primo under 26 and a half. Moody under 11 and a half. Zaire Williams under 18 and a half. Livers under 52 and a half. Herb Jones under 42 and a half. Keon Johnson over 12 and a half. Jalen Johnson over 14 and a half. And like on the borderline for me would be like under on Duarte and over on Aaron Henry. Yep. 
And by the way, Duarte, Duarte feel good about what what this is proving to me is something we kind of know about me in general. Uh, I tend to be a little bit more optimistic maybe on guys because like (laughs) I thought the line was going to be I tend to be right on where I slot guys in the mock. But it's going to be optimism that just guys going to be better. Yeah, like look at how many unders I have. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven of these picks out of ten as unders. While also not totally taking into consideration the the lines a little bit of what where the juice was, but you didn't just bet the favorites every time either. No, yeah, I did not. That's a good point too. Um, Penny, this has been fun. How how, how is life going? How how is life going below deck? life's going great below deck i've tried to watch movies the last couple nights i got home monday i was on the road basically for three weeks and a few podcasts in between i tried to put on some stuff and it was let's clear out the dvr first but we did watch the woodstock 99 documentary on hbo so I oh how was that things that are my uh dark it was yeah i was man i don't know 14 years old or, or something around then and being a, a angsty white adolescent i was big into kid rock and limp biscuit and i i didn't understand like the the depth of how bad it was like i remember red hot chili peppers playing we stand next to my fire as like an encore where the place was burning but now i can like step back and be like they're burning down like the village they're burning down like the whole place and it was uh it was eye-opening i, I remember some of the stuff not all of it it was really well done i enjoyed the movie but I, I just felt i felt sad about humanity watching it if that makes sense yeah yeah, I want to watch. I just haven't gotten around to it yet just because of the draft. I'm excited to watch it for sure. Um, yeah, it feels like The Ringer has been, you know, kind of advertising it for a while because they were certainly involved in, uh, I believe right. they produced their the right? production. Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm really looking forward to watching it, but I just haven't gotten to it but, yet. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I just watched a, a thing about it on Netflix, had some music show and. It just was very stark contrast between the kind of way it was shown. And, man, there's still people from, like, the Woodstock, like, management group and production that were like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. MTV blew it out of proportion. It's like, no, dude, this was this was bad stuff. I'm just, like, looking through some of the bands that played there. I mean, the, the, the East Stage at one point had Willie Nelson, Elvis Costello, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then it had jewel and creed (laughs) (laughs) that's what they were saying is that if you look at woodstock 94 it was much more of like the last run of baby boomers and the people who remember woodstock in 1969 where it was about peace and love and the music they had and the comparison they made was in woodstock 99 creed was performing and they brought out robbie krieger from the doors and the crowd could not have cared less like they're like yeah don't care don't care about creed don't care about robbie krieger like whatever and then it the the whole thing just spiraled but it it was kind of drawn up that this this thing was a a powder keg of which they said of bands and artists that like this was not going to be peaceful it wasn't like 94 was a, a little bit more mellow and they talked about how coachella has done such a good job of targeting the appropriate audience that won't be destructive and and this was just pure destruction Oh, yikes. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't really watched too many movies. We watched um, Blood Red Sky on Netflix. I thought it was just kind of a mess. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Is, is that the, uh, the one that the doctor has to reveal a secret or something? No. No. It's like a, like snakes on a plane except vampires. 
Got it. Okay. Maybe that's what it was. One of the, travel- one of the travelers had to reveal something. I asked. I was like, can we watch this? Nope. Okay. okay. <laughs> what else do we have? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was a tough one. The, it, it wasn't terrible. Like, there are some good moments. If you really like vampire movies and you really like plane movies, it could be for you. But it just was okay, I thought. Um, the other thing, I mean, re- we rewatched all of Ted Lasso and have rewatched all of Succession in the last couple weeks. Are you just prepping for the, the new season? Yeah. I mean, have, have we talked about Succession? Like, I feel like the season ended before we started podcasting together. I haven't seen Succession. Okay, Penny. I, I've wanted to. I know. You're, you're probably, like, taking a step back, being like, I don't know how our professional relationship can work anymore if a personal one is not intact. I, I haven't got to it. I haven't. I've heard nothing but good things. I, I haven't done it. Yeah, you have homework assignments after the draft now. You, like, you, but do you also know how much free time I have now? Like, how much how different it is? I was banging my head against the wall doing grassroots basketball stuff. That, that's totally. more or less over. The, the, the draft ends tomorrow. You'll call me about two weeks and be like, hey, you want to talk 2022? Great. But I have windows now. I have pockets at night where I don't have to go back and watch McKinley Wright highlights and try to figure out if he's going 58th or 61st. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm ready for tom- uh, tomorrow to end. I have re, uh, re-upped my Criterion Collection subscription, uh, my Criterion Channel subscription. I'm sorry. Uh, I just saw they have a program, neo-noir movies from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I'm ready. Oh, God. Uh, Ready to dive in. You sent me. You sent. You sent me one time. You were watching some weirdo movie in the background, like some black and white movie, and some girls throwing flowers into the boat. And you're explaining the plot. I was like, I don't know how you do this, man. There's too much stuff on Netflix. I want to watch before I get there. Yeah, I was watching. Um, was it Night of the Hunter? Maybe. I think it might have been Night of the Hunter. Yeah, I think that was it. I think it was it. Um, yeah. Which is like on consistently on the list of like best movies ever made. <laughs> So you had to do it. Had to check yeah. the box. I wanted to also watch on Netflix. Have you watched Be a Murder in West Cork about a murder in Ireland? No. I, yeah, that's on our list, I think, actually. It's on Lauren. Yeah, list. that was on my list. That's on my list for sure. Yeah, true crime. It's going to be a true crime in old movies uh, August for me. Because I feel like uh, the new releases haven't quite caught up yet. Not yet. But there there is still enough stuff through all the streaming platforms to catch up on. And now I, I also have Secession, so... Yeah, no, you, Succession should be, like, number but, but one you, on your list. It's, but you know what was a, a, good, uh, a good colliding of, of podcast worlds in real life is that Martin Inglesby, who's head coach of Delaware, yeah. his brother wrote, wrote Mayor of Easttown or directed it. So I saw him at our event, and I said, hey, man, I, and I, I know Martin from when he was at Notre Dame, great guy. And I said, are you, are you sick talking about it yet? He's like, no, it was great. And he actually told a, a good story. He said, when it was done, my brother said, I have the episodes. Do you want to binge them? I said, no, I want to watch them like everything else. I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, that was that was my one downfall about the show is that uh, as much as I loved it, it ended. I was like, I can't do a week. I, like, I can't wait a week. Like, what, what are we doing? What's the brother doing? What's the son? Like, what's yeah. Kate Winslet getting into? What, Lady Bird, Lady Hawk, whatever. Uh, so I, I thought that was cool. I said, "Tell your brother." I'm sure he's heard it plenty of times. It was spectacular, as good as TV as I've I've seen, and can't remember how long. So that was a, a cool kind of blending of grassroots and, and podcasting. Yeah, I, I think it. I think Mare is probably the best thing on TV I've seen in probably two or three years. Maybe, maybe since the second, at least since the second season of Succession ended in 2019. 
It's the best thing I've seen and, on TV. And, and you might be on the other side of this. That thing better win everything. It better win every award. She better win everything. I don't want any of these like, weirdo things that I've never seen on streaming platforms and never heard of knocking it off. I'm, so I'm not here for that. From what, I, from what I gather, Queen's Gambit is the thing that could beat it. Um, That's fine. I, I loved Queen's Gambit. That's fine. Still, it's not so, there, but I, I, can, I can deal with that. I still have not seen Queen's Gambit. That's actually like the next oh, thing. Oh, now on you have homework. Laura that's, and I that's, that's, yeah. It's a it's a quick watch too. You're not going to be able to to stop. Uh, very very good. I thought Kate Winslet was awesome. Queen's Gambit. They were fantastic too. I'd still lean toward Mayor, but I get it. I just don't want one of these situations where it's like the weekend wasn't nominated for any Grammys or Astro World doesn't win for Travis Scott. Like get out of here. Stop it. Right. Right. Okay. I hate award shows. <laughs> let's uh i don't know let's get out of here I, I think i think we've talked about enough shit this has been the game theory podcast what are i mean what are we doing what does draft night look like for you matt penny uh that's a good question I, i'm actually gonna start with uh i want to clear my head a little bit i'm gonna probably get some pizza a few drinks and then I, I have to turn off the uh the notifications i don't like being spoiled i don't like spoilers especially when the Celtics pick. They won't be picking the first round, so it won't be as crazy. So I have to turn off a few people. I don't care that you know who had the 13th pick. I want to see the commissioner say it. I want to see the family's reaction. I'll do uh, TV, computer, and cell phone and kind of navigate my way around there. Are you live streaming, I'm, I'm guessing, some some version of, of a stream platform where you can watch you react? I am not sure yet. We'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on that. You've, we, uh, you've been everywhere else. You've done every pod and, and every interview, which is is nice to see. Do the tour, so I, I figured that was the capstone event of it. Yeah, it's it's always fun to do the uh, the pre draft tour. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I was on. Um, I should tell people where they can find me. Uh, yeah, I was on with Marcus Thompson and David Aldridge on the NBA show uh, here at the Athletic. I, I mean, like if if I so like my dad will reach out to me at some point. And I'll tell him, like, I was on a podcast with David Aldridge, and he will have a fucking meltdown. Like, he'll be like, that is the coolest thing on planet I, Earth. I, I, I had a David Aldridge, not meltdown, but it was 2003 at the Shaw Summer League UMass Boston. And, like, I ended up on a on an elevator with him. I was like, oh, my God, it's David Aldridge. He, he, he holds I hold him in the same esteem as you. So keep going. And, and he's, like, just the coolest dude. Like, just yeah. the like, nicest human being on the planet. Great human being. Um, and then I did Rosillo on yesterday. That would be Tuesday, American time. Uh, you know, I've been an enormous fan of Ryan's for a while. I think I've talked about it on this podcast before. So that was really fun. I did Titus and Tate. Uh, that came out, I think, maybe Monday night into Man. Tuesday. Uh, I mean – you know just famous good, everywhere good to good to see friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> well to- i have like i have like an hour and a half of drives between today and tomorrow so i'll have to prioritize to get my my draft fix yeah uh okay penny tell the people where they're going to be able to find you on the internets find me on the internets on twitter still there matt underscore penny love the uh the new people who are popping around for for draft stuff we have fun on there and, and I, I, I do mean this sincerely. Like, we're there to be yelled at. Yell at us. Tell us we stink. That's fine. We can eat the fists. For for the Twitter accounts. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's all- <laughs> yeah, for the Twitter accounts. We're going to post these over-unders, and I'll put five that I like. And if you go over five, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we love it. We, we appreciate we appreciate all the interactions. Like, we can't emphasize that enough. We really uh, – 
really are grateful for everyone who shares the podcast who uh has enjoyed listening to it over the course of the last little while because uh you know matt you're you're new to this for sure and it's been fantastic we've really enjoyed it yeah a lot of fun always always happy to be here and do this yeah uh okay we'll be back i don't know maybe i'll make you do like a post draft recap at some point but who's to say like uh, yeah, maybe. That, that was fun last year when we did that. We we kind of reacted the most to like the the wine rooms that prospects were sitting in, and not necessarily the the actual draft. And that's what people are here for. Yeah, you remember when Bruce Pearl was like in a oh, in best. like a cave or like a I wind tunnel? I wanted to ask him. I wanted to ask him so badly at uh, at one of our events. I'm like, I don't, I'm not there yet. Hey, when when Shoot Sharif the- when Sharif gets drafted, <laughs> can you go to that same wind tunnel? He might, man. He might. He's out there. He might. Oh man, that's amazing. That is amazing. Culture wins. Um, okay. Please remember, rate, review, subscribe, do everything you can to support the show. We'll be back next week or later this week. I don't know, to be honest. There's free agency coming up, and I need a bit of a break. We shall see. Uh, until next time, though, we'll talk soon. Bye.